Hello there, my name is Justin. I want to welcome you to the Sound University podcast with our very own creative freedom fighter, Vertical Jones. Hi guys, you are now listening to the Sound University podcast. This is episode three, The Truth About the Studio, with yours truly, Vertical Jones. right back wow so we back episode three uh sound university podcast my name is vertical jones uh today is a special special episode uh we're gonna dive in once again to a myth about studios about big studios uh before we get into that we have some news, some good news. Uh, we're now on iTunes, so very excited about that. I need you guys to go and subscribe, rate, and review. Let's spread this message. Let's create a community where we can help each other grow and crack the code on how to have a real uh, successful career in music. Uh, not a pretend career, but a real one. Um, this week, I was listening uh, listening out for some new music that resonated and that uh, I felt that was powerful. And I wanted to call these the top three uh, freedom songs. Uh, so the first one was uh, a song by Chance the Rapper called How Great. And I think he's just released a video this week. And it was a powerful song. You know, I have a, a Christian background. I grew up in the church. I'm actually a PK, a preacher's kid. So... I already knew what that song was, but him turning How Great into a, a hip-hop kind of song was amazing to me. And Chance the Rapper is also a creative freedom fighter. I, I don't know if he produces his own music, but his whole approach to making records and uh, the way he creates is very liberating. He's uh, very inspiring and really boundless. I even saw a short film with him and it was amazing how talented this guy is uh, from Chicago. The second song is from Big Crit. We've talked about him in the last two episodes, and he has a song by the name of Free Agents, and he talks about him uh, getting off of Def Jam and his liberation and, you know, what to expect and, you know, just how he feels about being free and out there and the opportunities that present themselves now that he has no strings attached. The last song is by far my favorite, by another cat from Chicago by the name of Sir the Baptist. And the name of the song is What We Got. Powerful, powerful song. This guy sings uh, very well. He raps very well. And uh, I haven't seen it done this well. The integration of uh, a gospel sound and a hip-hop sound and the way that he merged the two effortlessly and how honest the music is. He's also a creative freedom fighter. And uh, so I wanted to salute these guys, Chance the Rapper, Sir the Baptist, and Big Crit for the top three uh, freedom songs of the week. I want to thank my man Luke for the, uh, for the feedback and just for the uh, words of encouragement. I want to shout out Rod Cruz, uh, my homeboy from uh, Instagram, which uh, 
what's going on last night, letting everybody know to check this out. And my bro Harlan Rodriguez, he just moved out to Cali. Uh, he two months in, so shout out to you. You know what I mean? He's definitely a champion in my eyes. It's crazy. We talked about this whole Sound University thing about like eight months ago. I think he was the first person I told. And now it's happening. We're, we're live. We're on iTunes now. We're, we're ready to build this thing and build this community. So uh, shout out to you. Today we're going to go in and debunk the myth about the big studio. Is it necessary? Is it dying? You know, is it the only way to get this, this industry standard sound? We're going to go in. We're going to go in. I was on Twitter uh, yesterday, and another creative freedom fighter by the name of John Bellion, which is an amazing, amazing uh, artist, uh, singer, rapper, producer, uh, musician. He's amazing. If you, uh, if you go to sounduniversity.com and go to featured artists, uh, you can uh, kind of discover who he is, watch his videos, uh, listen to his uh, album, and just check him out, man. He's amazing. But he said something on Twitter. He said, big old expensive studio just to twist the giant volume knob. And I responded and said, wow, that's crazy. My next episode of my podcast is about this. And uh, <laughs> so it, it's really funny. Uh, there's a myth about studios, you know. Hey, babe, I call you back. I'm in the studio. Yo, son, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I was in the studio all night. I'm saying this whole thing about the studio. And if you really do music, if you're a, a music producer for real, when you hear people talking about the studio like it's Disneyland or something, it kind of rubs you the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? So, for the for the common folk, uh, you see these movies, these music videos, these films, and these pictures of these artists in the big studio. We got this long, intimidating-looking board. And one of the most popular ones is the SSL 9000J, which Dr. Dre made very uh, popular. And they're sitting behind this board. And like John uh, Bellion said, they're right in the middle <laughs> where the volume is. And they got the big volume knob and they just got their hands over it. And they're just turning the volume up and down. That's all they're doing. They don't know anything about the rest of it. But it's just kind of like a front. The big studio. Is it necessary? Well, I had a production deal with uh, Interscope Records uh, some years back. I think, I mean, in my early in my early years, and uh, we would be in the big studio. It'd be a lot of us. We'd be ordering food. We'd be drinking champagne. There'd be girls. If you didn't know any better, you'd think it was a party. The engineer may be doing something with the record he may be bouncing stuff down or backing files up or I may be in the corner with my headphones on making the beat for the session or fixing the beat and it'd be a party going on in the studio and we have a block which is our block was like eight hours 12 hours we're in the studio eight to 12 hours and at the time I don't know what the current rates are but I think they're around $80 to $150 an hour Okay, so imagine you're in the studio for 12 hours and it's costing you $150 an hour and you're not even really working. It's more like a party. 
You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. I was on YouTube uh, doing my research, and I seen a video from Ty Dolla Sign. He was in his home studio, and he was talking about how he prefers a smaller setting, a home setting, a smaller setting, as opposed to the big studio. He was like, the big studio, it turns into a show. You know, you got the A&R there, you got your friends there, you got the girls there, you got drinks, and it, it turns into a show. He was like, I'd rather do a show at a show. I'd rather work in a studio. And it's so true. It's so true. If you really do music, if you're really trying to get something done, do you think a party setting is the best atmosphere? You know, is it the best atmosphere to, for, for creativity, for experimentation? When a studio, another word for the studio is a lab, right? So in the lab, you experiment. You try things out. Another video I saw on YouTube from Miguel, he was in his home studio, and what he would do is... He had a Sonos player, which is like a system where you play music all throughout the house. So he'll be down in the studio working on records, and then he'll stop me. He'll play, play the demo or the, the reference back, and he's walking through his house trying to get a feel. And he says something about the big studios that he didn't like recording in the big studios as much as the home studio. He said it was something about solitude and vulnerability and being being able to be comfortable and the kind of performance you can get in the atmosphere where you can be vulnerable is way different. You know, that's why his records are so intimate, right? They're not the norm. They're special records. He's a special kind of artist, and he's also a freedom fighter. A lot of people don't know that he produces and he writes his own music, too. And a, lot, and a lot of those records were done in his home studio in uh, California. So shout out to Miguel. Um, so we're in this big studio and this mixing console. I'm going to break down the mixing console, that long, big board that you see that everybody takes pictures of. You know, I even, I'm even guilty of doing it. I, I had the studio, uh, Phoenix Studios in Staten Island, and me and my boy Hef used to be in the studio just taking pictures of it. We actually recorded in the smaller room in the back, but we would take pictures in the big one. And everybody would be like, oh, what studio is that? Just because it's a myth. Like, you really think that that makes you big time. Like, you're a star because you're in this studio. I mean, it, it means nothing. So the mixing console, right? To break it down, there are, there are knobs for effects, right? And then there are EQ, which is treble, mid, bass. And then there's panning, right? Which is left and right. And then there's a volume slide. And then that same channel, and then there's inputs, outputs at the top, right? And then that same one channel is duplicated all of those times. So if you, can, if you know how to navigate this one strip, and you know how to manage the mid, the mid, the middle console, the controls in the middle. You pretty much can handle the whole thing. The problem is nobody takes time to learn how to use the equipment. We just want to use it as a front, right? So you're trying to you're trying to come up with this idea. Tell me how a plush couch, champagne, all of these things, this party that you have in the studio is going to help you get these ideas out. I had a conversation with my friend Luke, which is an EDM producer, right? 
And he said, it took him so long to get over this myth about big studios until he learned about Martin Garrix and Maddian and all of these producers that makes EDM and dance music, which is the biggest party music in the world. I mean, these parties is like, can you imagine going in a club and there's 20,000 people in the club and they're playing their music? So how do you think they make their music? They're at a computer. They may have two screens. They may have a 32-inch monitor. They have FL Studio, and they're quiet, and it's just them, and they're programming their music. This same music that plays all over the world, they're playing at the World Cup, they're playing it at the Olympics, right? All of these amazing EDM producers that makes the biggest dance music in the world when they make their music, it's not a party. Most times it's just them by themselves at a computer programming on what's called a piano roll, these complex melodies and automating all of these drops. Okay, so, and I sat with Luke and I sat with um, Sounds Fire, which is another EDM producer, and watched these guys put these these complicated rhythms and melodies together and all of these drops, it's amazing. It almost looks like something out of a sci-fi movie, right? How are they able to do this dance music in a quiet setting? How? Because they're able to focus. At the end of the day, it's about being productive and it's about focusing. Let's be clear, though, for a second. I want to be honest about one thing. I'm not going to just attack this thing without being honest. To be honest... There's no feeling that could replace being in some of these major facilities. I mean, I used to record at Quad Studios, and it was like the feeling was amazing. Just being in this atmosphere made you feel like you were already there. But I want you to understand something. There's a time and there's a place to use these facilities. At the end of the episode, I'm going to break down uh, when is the right time to use this facility? When is the right time to spend that money, right? So we'll talk about that at the end. Creative freedom. In order to be creatively free, right, you have to be in control of your creative space. How do you do that? By having your own stuff, having your own equipment. There's a major myth that says, oh, you need $10,000, $20,000, you need a million dollars to have a studio, to have a setup. It's not true. I see some of the outfits that you guys wear, some of you ladies, the shoes, the red bottoms, the bags, the, the jewelry, the clothes, the, the weaves, guys with the sneakers and the Jordans, the limited edition with the new colorway and all of this stuff and the, the, the jeans that cost $300 and all of these things that we buy and the jewelry and the cars and the, the glasses and the shades and all of these things we buy. Think about it. Even your PlayStation was $300 at one point. If you take that same money and put it into your craft, the thing that you said you live for, music is life, and you love music and hip-hop and all of this stuff. If you actually did that, you have your own setup already. What's the significance? It's 12 o'clock at night. You wake up. You go to the refrigerator. You get something to drink. An idea hits you. Oh, shit. That's it. You can go right to that desk, turn your stuff on, and get it popping right there. 
Nobody can stop you. Nobody can say you're on the clock. You don't got to wait for no engineer. Nothing. Now, you can't just buy equipment and it just works. There's things you have to do, like research, like learn what the hell you're doing. There's a certain degree of mastery that it takes to run your own facility. Now, it's not rocket science, but it does take some work. Is it worth it? Yes, it is worth it. Think about it. You spend the time, you invest the time to buy the equipment. You invest the hours and the sweat equity to learn how to record yourself. I have a course that I'm working on to show artists how to make their own beats and start the whole process of making their own music. Take the time to learn these things. Go on YouTube. Learn everything you need to learn. Trust me, you'll save so much money. You know what? Let's do this. Any of my listeners, anybody that's, uh, that wants to know more, text me on my super phone. Uh, I'll explain what a super phone is on the next episode. Uh, 201-987-9490. One more time. 201-987-9490. Just text me and put uh, studio as a keyword. And then I, I direct you more on where you need to go, what you need to do. It's very important. I'm working on a course like I said, to teach you guys how to go from A to Z with an idea to a demo, from a demo to a song to a record. But for right now, if you just want to get started, you want to know what to buy and that whole thing, text me on my super phone, 201-987-9490. We go from there. Um, the big studio. Now, when is a good time to spend the money? When is it appropriate? This is what we used to do. Shout out my man Weez, he out in Cali too. I had an album by the name of The Best of Being Me, right? <clears throat> Shout out Phenom, he was on there too. And uh, Alexis Lawrence. Uh, I did the whole thing at the home studio. The whole album mixed it. Uh, at the time, I, I sent it off to be mastered. And when it was done, this is right before Baseline Studio closed, which is the famous studio that... Uh, Just Blaze, Jay, Beans, Kanye, all of them recorded. The, the home of Rockefeller Records, right? We rented the studio for like four hours, six hours. And we had a listening party. We had, we, had, we had drinks. We had friends. We had food. And we sat in that, eight, that historic A room. And I played the album for people. We jammed. We partied. And it was great. It wasn't cheap. But it was necessary. We recorded it. It was great. It was a great time. People got to hear the album. Between songs, I, I had a little write-up, and I explained what each song was about. It was a great time. So maybe once you finish recording your album, you want to go to the local, whatever the best, most beautiful studio in your town, in your city. Maybe you want to rent it for six hours, invite your friends, and make it into an event then I think it'd be worth it. The plush couches, the, the atmosphere, it'd be beautiful. Just a tip. This is the Sound University Podcast, Episode 3, Truth About the Studio.
The Sound University podcast is a learning community dedicated to the growth and evolution of today's independent recording artists. We endeavor to gather the most effective tips, tools, and hacks to make life easier for today's recording artists.